welcome again to another edition of the While You Are Single podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us again this week. I hope the program has been a blessing to you. If you happen to be in the Houston area on October the 24th, I'd like to invite you to our While You Are Single service, which will be taking place in Library 100 in Houston Baptist University. 7.45 p.m. If you'd like to get more information about that, I encourage you to check out our ojtalksministries.org website. Click on the While You Are Single logo and you'll get more information about joining us on October the 24th, 7.45 p.m., Library 100, Houston Baptist University. Welcome again and thanks for joining the program. Last time I began talking about communication breakdowns. And I discussed a way that my wife often addresses communication breakdowns between two people. She often says when there are misunderstandings between individuals is because of either no communication, a lack of communication, or miscommunication. No communication means nothing was said. A lack of communication means something was said but not enough was said to help the party receiving the information understand the information or the communication entirely. A miscommunication, which I like to describe as missed communication or communication that is missed, is because something was said, but something else was heard. Something was said, but something else was received. And this is often the case because what you hear is determined by how you hear. And how you hear is determined by how you are. By how you are, I mean how you feel. Your state of mind at the time you receive the communication. How you feel about a person. How you feel about what is being said. How you're feeling generally can affect and distort what somebody is telling you. Let me give you an example. Many years ago when I was a single man, I had uh, gone for an event that was organized for single individuals. And basically I joined uh, a bunch of other single individuals for a dinner and uh, there were a number of us and we were broken into different groups and dispersed to different restaurants. So in my group, I ended up with a group and we went to a particular restaurant and um, I ended up sitting beside an attractive young lady in the group that I was assigned to. Um, we had a conversation and you know she told me more about herself. She talked about how God was working in her life and she told me about the church she attended and told me she was into the arts and that was fine. We, ha we all had a great time, the whole group, and after dinner, we all went to our respective homes. A few months later, the group that organized the singles uh, event, they had another dinner outing for single adults, and I had come again, and um, we gathered at a particular area to figure out exactly what we were going to do this particular night, and I saw the lady in question, the lady that I happened to sit beside previously when... Um, the event was organized before. So when I saw her, I approached her and I said, hey, how you doing? I know you. And her response was, oh, okay. And I felt like 
she was saying, no, we haven't met before. I was like, no, I, I remember you. You know, you sat beside me. You told me you went to a particular church. You said you went into the arts. And she was like, oh, okay. And what I was hearing from her was, you're trying to hit on me. This is another example of miscommunication. I'm communicating one thing to her. Hi, how you doing? I remember you from last time. I felt like she was communicating to me. You're trying to hit on me. Because everybody knows, for the most part, that one of the phrases or lines that some guys use to hit on women is, have we met before? Don't I know you from somewhere? So chances are, that was what I was receiving. That was the vibe I was getting from her response when I told her I met her before. Now, you might be listening and saying, but wait a minute, Tokes. Is it possible that you misunderstood what she said? Is it possible that she did remember me? And when she said, uh, okay, it really meant, okay, we met before, big deal. It wasn't that she was denying that she had met me. It was that it was no big deal. And I was the one that misunderstood what she was saying. If that is the case, if your argument is the case, it still reinforces my point, which is how you are affects what you hear. And if that was the case, I wasn't hating on her, of course, but if that was the case, then you're right. It just meant that I heard something different and I heard something different because I did not get the response I was expecting. The response I was expecting was, hey, yeah, I remember you. Hi, good to see you again. That was it. Nothing more. But nonetheless, yeah, it's very possible. It could be she didn't remember me and it wasn't a big deal. But I misunderstood what she was saying as I was hitting her. Nevertheless, the point I'm trying to say is this. How a person is feeling can affect what they're hearing from someone. Therefore, to ensure that we have clear communication, especially when you are the recipient of what is being said, you want to ensure that your heart is in the right place. You want to ensure that your heart is pure. You want to ensure that you're in the right state of mind because that can distort what you're hearing from someone. Titus 1.15, to the pure, all things are pure. But to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure because even their minds or conscience are defiled. Jesus said in Luke chapter 8, verse 18, and I'm quoting from the New Living Translation. He said, so pay attention how you hear. Pay attention how you hear. Whoever listens to my teaching will be given more understanding. But whoever does not listen to my teaching, even the understanding they have will be taken away. Jesus was saying this in response to a parable he gave. But what Jesus says about hearing lets us know that how you hear can affect how you understand something. He says, those that listen will be given more understanding. In the context of what he was saying, those that listen to his teaching will get more understanding. And those that do not listen, even what they understand will be taken away. But it does reinforce the importance of how you hear. Because he started off saying, pay attention how you hear. 
And the fact that he talks about listening, when you listen, when you have a heart to listen, you position yourself to understand. But when you have a heart that doesn't listen, you always want to put in your two cents. Then you misunderstand. And what you think you understood can be taken away from you. James 1.19, be slow to speak, be swift to listen or hear. So one of the ways that we can ensure on the base level, clear, concise, understandable communication is to ensure that we are, our hearts are right. We are listening. We're paying attention. And we're, we're coming from a place of peace. We're coming from a place of purity with no agenda, with no bias, basically. Another thing about uh, communication that helps ensure that we have clear uh, communication was something that my wife and I learned uh, prior to us getting married. We had gone for marital counseling and uh, the counselor in a class that was designed to help people who were interested in getting married. We learned something that's been a blessing to us. And uh, we learned that there are two kinds of communicators. The speaker that um, day when we went for the counseling mentioned two kind of communicators. She mentioned they are verbal processors and mental processors. Verbal processors or verbal thinkers and mental processors or mental thinkers. Verbal processors have to say something in order to figure out exactly what they want to say. Let me say that again. Verbal processors have to say things over and over again in order to figure out exactly what they want to say. Mental processors have to think about something to figure out what they want to say. The verbal processors, the way they think about what they want to say is by saying it, speaking it, talking about it. Then when they talk and they talk and they say and they say, then they figure out exactly what they want to say. Then they say it. Mental processors, on the other hand, have to think about something before they say what they're thinking about. Therefore, what happens is it looks like, and I say this respectfully, it looks like verbal processors speak before they think. Our mental processors think before they speak. But here is the communication breakdown that often takes place between verbal processes and mental processes. The verbal processes say things like, I'm just using this as an example. They are saying A, then they say B, then they say C, then they say D. And they're saying this to the mental processor. So when they said A, the mental person is trying to figure out A, then next thing this person says B, then C, then D. Then at the end of it all, the verbal process end up saying, you know what? I want F. And the mental thinker, the mental processor is frustrated, upset, irate, and saying that the verbal processor does not know what they're talking about. They talk too much. They don't know what they want. They can't make up their mind. And they're frustrated and angry and upset with the verbal processor. And the verbal processor had not concluded what they wanted. They were just trying to figure out what they wanted by saying A, B, C, D. And they ended up saying, okay, F is what I want. For example, a verbal processor wants to go to a restaurant. Let's go to Applebee's. No, let's go to IHOP. Oh, let's go to uh, Chick-fil-A. And the verbal processor ends up saying, you know what? We're just going to go to Wendy's. 
and the mental processor has already been driving toward Chick-fil-A and driving toward all the other options. And when the mental processor is almost at Applebee's, then they hear they want to go to Wendy's and they are ticked off. But the, the, the thing is, the verbal processor had not finished. They were just processing information. They just wanted, and through the processing, they ended up with Wendy's. The mental thinker, on the other hand, frustrates the verbal processor because the verbal processor is not hearing the mental thinker say anything. So the verbal processor says, you know what? You don't care about me. You're not paying attention. You're not listening because they're not hearing the mental processor say anything. Unknowing to the verbal processor, the mental thinker, the mental processor is thinking about what to say, trying to figure it out. And once they figure it out, they will share, but they don't get that chance because the verbal processor is already upset and arguing and telling them they don't care and you're not listening and 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 you don't really care about me and all that kind of stuff and the mental processor doesn't get the chance to say what they want to say and they get upset and it's just a massive communication breakdown the verbal processor has to understand that the mental thinker is thinking about it and is going to say it eventually so they need to exercise some patience and the mental processor also needs to exercise some patience with the verbal processor because the verbal processor is just processing information. Then eventually they're going to reach exactly what they want to say. This has been a blessing to my wife and I. My wife is the verbal processor. I'm the mental processor. So a lot of times what happens is when my wife is speaking to me, sometimes she tells me, I'm just processing right now. That lets me know where she is in her processing oh she's just processing okay i don't need to pay too much attention to what she's saying right now then when she reaches what she really wants to say then she tells me so it helps so i don't i'm not uh, dragged in different directions at the same time because she's just processing information and sometimes she tells me she asks me hey tokes um are you thinking right now or what you know, she shares something with me and she wants a response and I'm not saying anything. She asks, hey, are you thinking right now? I say, yeah, I'm thinking about something. Then I'll let you know when, you know, I come, when I figure out exactly what I want to say, things like that. So it helps, you know, keep us at peace and ensure that, you know, everything's going smoothly. So that's an example of uh, how there's a lot of communication breakdowns because people don't understand that people process information and communicate in different ways. So hopefully understanding that some people are mental processes and some people are verbal processes that will help in your relationship and uh, finally a few months back um, I had gone out to play soccer I came back home and I relaxed my wife was there and uh, in, a, in a loving caring way she, my wife you know because I went to play soccer my wife suggested you know in a loving caring way she said she didn't get to spend enough time with me and suggesting that I wasn't spending enough time with her. And she had brought this before. She had brought this issue up before. And this time around, I felt it was an unfair statement. And I felt like I needed to let her know about it. I felt like I was going to tell her something. I felt like, you know what? I'm not going to be a Christian nice guy today. I'm not going to be a great guy today. I'm going to tell her stuff. I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to tell her like it is. Yes, I know. I'm not supposed to do that. Yes, I know, Tokes. You can be bigger than that, but nope. I was like, yep, I was going to give it to her straight. I was going to tell it like it is. Yes, she needs to hear it. 
And I know some of you might be disappointed. Tokes, no, you did. Yes, I did. I opened my mouth and I told her, I am sorry. Yes, I did. Sorry to disappoint you. That's what I said. That's not what I, that's not what I felt like saying, but that's what I said. I am sorry. Did I want to be right or did I want to have a right relationship? I wanted a right relationship. So I said, I am sorry. Sometimes with all the information you have and you learn about communication, Yes, you understand people process information differently. Yes, you understand that how a person feels might distort what they hear. At the end of the day, there are some times when you have, when you communicate with someone that none of these things compute. You forget about all these principles. You forget about all these possibilities. And there is communication breakdown. At the end of the day, when something is being said and you don't understand it, there's miscommunication. What do you do? Sometimes there are three things that I want to encourage you to say that will help resolve the issue. Number one is I am sorry. Number two is please forgive me. And number three is it's my fault. I am sorry. Please forgive me. It's my fault. And you can expect peace to take place in the relationship. Regardless of all the techniques and all the books and all the literature on effective communication, no communication, a lack of communication, miscommunication is inevitable. When it happens, when you don't have all those principles to work with, I encourage you to remember these three things. I encourage you to say these three things. I am sorry Please forgive me. It's my fault. They are effective in communicating your love and your care for the other person. So yes, I apologize to my wife. The next day, my wife approaches me. And she tells me that during her devotion, God revealed some things to her. The things that were revealed to her were the very same things I wanted to tell her. The things that God revealed to her were the things I wanted to tell her, but instead I just said, I am sorry. Thank you for listening to the While You're Single podcast. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. OJ Tokes has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Tokes' Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtooksministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.